Welcome to the inaugural episode of Bleeding Edge Interviews, where I talk to the creators and musicians who are out there pushing the boundaries in rock and metal and enabling me to bring that wonderful music to you every week. I was lucky to have the opportunity to sit down and have a nice long chat with Charlie Griffiths and Ray Hearn of Aiken. Both were lovely enough to come on the air and entertain and talk about pretty much everything going back to the release of virus right before a pandemic hit or right as a pandemic hit as well as going back in time talking a bit about the cockroach king the video and the character associated with that and the crafting of puppets things you don't necessarily always expect to hear in the course of an interview with a a pair of rock musicians but those are the things we got into they were even kind enough to share with me some recommendations for pubs next time i'm lucky enough to get over to the uk so here we go here is my interview with Charlie Griffiths and Ray Hearn of Haken. Uh, everybody, I want to welcome Charlie Griffiths and Ray Hearn of the band Haken. They have given us our time today, and I am very excited to have them here. As you can see, well, you can't see in Radio Land, but they can see, maybe. I've got the official merch on myself, my, my Haken t-shirt, so I wanted to make sure I was dressed for the occasion. But gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on Bleeding Edge. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and very nice. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Absolutely. And you look very, you look great. I wish people could see you in that shirt. <laughs> well, some wish they could see me, some don't. I don't know. I face for radio, as they say. <laughs> so uh, just checking in. How are things? Uh, I know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, folks, uh, you're in, both in London, I believe. I know uh, Ray confirmed he's in London. Is that where you're at as well, yep. Charlie? Okay. Yeah. Yep, Lockdown yep, is yep, still going yep. on over there. Uh, and uh, so I know that there's a plan to get out fairly soon. But how are you guys weathering the lockdowns and the virus and all that stuff. How are you doing? Oh, man. Well, personally, I mean, I've, uh, I don't think I've caught the virus. Uh, <laughs> I assume I've avoided getting it personally. Um, and people around me have, are, are all well and everything. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's going as well as you could hope for me. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. No, no, no huge dramas really. Um, it's it's been okay. You know, it's given given me and I'm sure a lot of other people a chance to just kind of focus on different things that we usually wouldn't necessarily have time for in our kind of everyday pre-COVID schedule. Yeah, but, uh, not too bad. Thanks. Yeah, it it's, it certainly uh, does shift the mindset a little bit, rather forcibly. <laughs> so yeah. I mean. For you guys, I mean, you just a little more, well, I guess slightly more than a year ago, uh, slightly less than a year ago, rather. You you just released an album, Virus. Well-timed, by the way. I'm sure you've never heard that joke before. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> just, to, just to kind of review, I mean, normally you probably would have been touring. You would have been on the road supporting the album and, and helping to do that. And, and to be honest... Right around this time last year was about when I caught you guys at the Theater of Living Arts in Philadelphia. You were wedged in between The Contortionist and Devin Townsend. And by the way, yeah. awesome show, guys. You were absolutely on point all night. Uh, everybody really was, but it was just a great, great show. Um, I'm one, Of course, I'm left wondering at some point in time, did you take a pointer a little bit from Devin? Because I got to say, uh, when he donned the tutu, he took it to a whole new level. Have you guys considered yeah. doing that as well? <laughs> oh man uh, yeah I mean that 2-2 moment was 
obviously the highlight of every night. Um, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't possibly match up to anything. Then, you know, I, I think, you know, I speak for Ray as well. Like we've been fans of Devin. So, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I mean, I can't remember, like probably Terrier was the last, like the first album I heard. Mm, okay. Devin and, and also go, and going back to Steve Vai, you know, I remember seeing Steve Vai on that tour at Hammersmith Odeon and, um, and it was just like everyone was blown away by this guy, Devin Townsend. He was like new on the scene and he was singing all this crazy stuff and mm -hmm. playing like guitar unisons with Steve Vai. Everyone was like, no kidding. Where'd he come from? You know? <laughs> Yeah, and it was Vancouver he came from. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the Canadians. <laughs> we 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 kind of crossed paths with Devin quite a few times, really, didn't we? Before we actually managed to have the opportunity to tour with him, hmm. and uh, yeah, it was just amazing just just to get the opportunity to see him. Um, I mean, night after night yeah. after after playing our own show, um, just mind blowing performer. Yeah. The man is an entertainer. I got to tell you, that was my first time seeing really all of you. But uh, it was just, yeah. like I said, it's just, it's just a great show. It was packed in there. But uh, oh, guess, uh, it was, and him, yeah, it was it was such a fun tour with the contortionist too. And uh, yeah, and unfortunately, that was the tour that got cut short. We were yeah. only halfway through. We were wow. a couple of weeks into it, and it was one of the, one of the best tours ever. It was like everything was going smoothly. You know, mm -hmm. no kidding. Yeah, and, it, it and was I'm, certainly smooth that night. I'll tell you what. Yeah, and it was just abruptly, you know, we we got to um, it was was it Nashville? Yeah, right. I'm asking right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just it was it was kind of the day of the Nashville show, wasn't it? Mm. Where we where we got sort of handed the bad news. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Slap bang, slap bang in the middle of the tour. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I can imagine that's that's a big disappointment there. But at least yeah. on the other hand, right after that. Or shortly after that, within a couple of months, you released Virus. Yeah. Um, looking back and kind of reading about, you know, the reactions to it. Well, I'll, I'll read you some of the quotes I've got about that album in particular. So from the Prague Report. Shit Haken, sandwich. Shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Prague Report, you know, saying, Haken continue their journey atop the Prague Mountain. Prague Magazine called it a modern masterpiece. Metal Injection. Virus is another superb entry in Haken's catalog. Uh, All Music gave it 4.5 stars. The uh, Invisible Oranges, if you've heard of them, that's a website, but it's impossible mm -hmm. to imagine a fan of progressive metal not loving this album. Angry Metal Guy says, Virus is extremely fucking good. He's a little on the fence. <laughs> he, he, he also stated, Yellow is the new man bun. I, I, I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> I don't I mean, know what that means. Unfortunately, myself and Charlie don't really have the option of. Uh, <laughs> that I'll makes, take yellow. That yeah, makes three to, of us. That was why we did the yellow. And then finally, and yes. the one that holds the greatest weight with this show, because Mike Portnoy is the patron saint of Bleeding Edge. I don't know if he oh, knows yeah. that, but he's been named. Yeah. That. <laughs> he named you guys the band of his band of the last decade. So, all of that, all of those yeah. accolades, accolades for that album. I, I got to ask you, what's the view? What's the view like from atop the Prague Mountain? How are you guys feeling? I don't know about Charlie, but for me, it kind of still feels like we're way down the bottom, working our way up, or trying to anyway. Um, and I think hopefully it will kind of always feel like that, regardless of what other people may may or may not say. But you know, we've always got 
bigger things we want to achieve and more music we want to write, bigger shows, sort of, you know, big, big ambitions. Mm. And uh, it's, it's very nice, of course, like, let's not disregard all of those lovely um, accolades that are, and it, you know, it's, 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 it, it, it makes me feel very proud. And I think as a band, we're very proud of what we've achieved. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. yeah, you can you can never kind of rest on your laurels. You know, it's like every album. I mean, it kind of feels like every album is like uh, it could go really well or it could go really badly. You know, <laughs> so it's yeah. like it's great. You know, it's awesome to hear. Yeah. You know, like uh, we've made this bunch of songs and this kind of um, package um, that we put a lot of work into, and it's connected with people, and that's. Yeah. That's uh, the goal, you know. So it's that's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I but, imagine you know, a but, lot. Of, oh, go ahead. Our, our mindset is like the next album. We got to try just as hard or even harder to make that connection happen again. Yeah, because it's um, it's not easy. It's yeah, <laughs> your point there as well, Charlie. About you know, is it going to be a, a success or not? I mean, it, it definitely feels like that to me as well. Each time we make an album. It's kind of only the six of us that really hear it until the rest of the world hears it. And there's always a massive sense of doubt in my mind. And I think some of the other guys as well, you know, it could be a huge flop or people could love it. And you really don't know um, until you release it. Um, it's def- definitely not as simple as, oh, you know, this is, this is going to do great. <laughs> um, yeah. It could, yeah, it could, could go either way. Yeah. yeah. If there were a simple formula, everybody would just do it every time and always have a hit, right? So there's, exactly. yeah. there's that little yes. bit of that trepidation, yeah. I imagine, for you guys. Uh, yeah. 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 Album, album, especially after one that's so big, you know, a little bit of that intimidation maybe gone. Oh my gosh, have we peaked? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what the view's like. It's uh, <laughs> trepidatious. Gotcha. It's very high up there, right? A top of a mountain is very high. <laughs> Fair enough. And and Speaking of formulas, I mean, I, I, this whole pandemic has, to a certain extent, made it difficult. My understanding was that Virus was largely written on the road while you were touring, I think, in support of Devin Townsend as well. So, yeah. you know, you had a, and that was different. That was a new way of going about it, at least in terms of where you were doing it and how you were doing it. But, you know, like now you can't use that formula again. There's no way you can repeat it because you're not touring. So what's that, you know, what's that do to your creative process? Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, we, we kind of had, had the album basically written before we went out on the European tour with Devin mm-hmm. and it was just like a good chance, you know, cause we're all kind of spread out and we don't, we're not the kind of band that gets together and jams like all the time. We, we kind of do that every so often. Um, but you know, but that was the opportunity that all of us were in the same place. That was the the lounge of the tour bus, you know, after our set every night. And so we took that as an opportunity to not play video games or watch movies. We we uh, got to work every night and just went through every song uh, with a, a fine tooth comb and just kind of perfected it and perfected it and perfected it. And uh, and yeah, when we got home from that tour, we recorded it and. Uh, by the time the US Devin tour came around, we were kind of finishing up, sending files to Nolly, and he was mixing it and sending mixes back to us on the road. Um, yeah, so it was all kind of that whole period. It was the creation of this album, and it was, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it was definitely a, a great way of doing it. Um, I don't think we could ever go back to not being all together uh, right. for the final stage of it you know that that was such a great 
um, yeah. experience. It was just really fun. Mm. Yeah. And it was it was hugely sort of transitional or transformational for the for the album as well. I mean, Charlie mentioned that the album was kind of more or less written before we went on tour, but in reality, you know, some songs got cut at that point. Some songs were completely unrecognisable from the start of the tour to the end of the tour. So yeah. um, it was, yeah, a, a, a very... Um, very elaborate process, I suppose, that we went through during that sort of month period, just developing the songs even further. Yeah. Well, I mean, it certainly seems it was massively successful. I mean, you guys basically had sort of a two-part album suite between that and Vector. Mm. Um, and 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 it, the flow, despite the different creative processes, to me was just very, very nice. They made just this lovely transition and you could still hear the things you were pulling back in the past because you guys were wrapping up the story of the fabled cockroach king that's it yeah yeah it was uh yeah this kind of two two part story arc that we had planned uh yeah obviously before we'd even written vector the previous album you know it was like this kind of vector and virus two-part thing and it was uh at the time we had the idea like nobody was talking about vectors and viruses. Like, it was thankfully. <laughs> it, it was like cool. This is like a quite an original idea, you know. And uh, uh, we kind of used to sort of hang this whole storyline on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it was only like uh, when we had really come to the end, like the end of the process, the creative process of making virus. Uh, then we started hearing on the news about this virus, and you know, it's like oh. Oh well, you know. At first, you think, "Oh, that's well, that's quite a coincidence." But then, <laughs> you were very prescient, yeah, it seems. Yeah, I mean, it was just like you know, and then you know, we saw at the time. Obviously, it looks like it's you know, people don't realize the the time frame of making an album. You know, it's like it it t- takes a year. You know, to yeah, get to that point. You know, so it was. Uh, but of course, uh, when the announcement came, it was like, "Oh, oh, oh you know, virus." Yeah. Mm. Bit bit on the nose, but <laughs> did it did that cause you hesitation moving forward with the title of the album? Did you give any thoughts to changing yeah. it because of what was going on? Or did you just say, yeah. "That's our title. We're going with it." Yeah, a little bit. We had for about a day. We kind of discussed it, like uh, you know, you know, just like is it going to be like um, you know, like offensive? You know, that was like the the main worry we had, but it was. Um, we kind of just decided to go with it because you know, the intention behind it was something about something completely different. So it was, uh, it mm-hmm. felt okay, you know, and our conscience was clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Stick with your guns, right? Yeah. yeah. So speaking uh, yeah. of <laughs> creative processes moving forward, uh, you know, Nolly was involved with the last couple of albums. <laughs> do you expect that to be a partnership you see moving forward at this point in time or are you going to kind of do the 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 rush method and go you know two times and we move on two times and we move on that that is after they worked for like 10 years with terry brown but <laughs> oh man well he's nolly's awesome you know he's yeah. just like uh, just as a kind of uh great guy you know I've, I've been up to his place just to recently a couple of times just to hang out and play with amps and guitars and stuff like that and uh but uh i think like the decision to go with him came from the songs themselves you know when we were at the first few demos uh for vector like rich and connor were writing uh 
some stuff when we were on in Australia on tour in the in the dressing rooms you know, or in the hotels, and they they came out with these demos that were these had these kind of technical riffs and quite kind of modern sounding rhythmically and stuff like that, and it was just I think just a couple of us kind of thought, oh man, this these type of songs would sound really good with Nolly producing them, you know, like, to have his drum sound that he's known for and right. that really present guitar sound, that massive, just that massive wall of sound production that just sounds like a, like a really heavy band. Right. Um, so it came, kind of came from that really. So it's, uh, it's hard to say really what the, you know, I think we'd probably, I assume we would do the same kind of thing where it was, we'd kind of get some songs together and then, see what kind of sound we want you know um so yeah yeah i, I mean well i mean we, we, we there are there are a, a good few sort of sketches bouncing around the band now of, of, of you know lots of new material it's kind of in the works early stages but um definitely definitely no intention of kind of slowing the momentum at this stage um but then at the same time I think this pandemic situation has, has definitely given others in the band sort of, well, all of us in the band, I guess, uh, an opportunity to sort of focus in areas that they would otherwise not be able to. Like Charlie's been working on a solo album, as I'm sure a lot of people are already aware. He's been posting a lot on social media and just sounding amazing. All the clips that he's posting sounds really, really cool. Really excited to hear that. Um, I know Keep, going. Has, Keep going. Keep <laughs> going. sounds <laughs> So, oh, can't even. Can't even. Um, Remember, folks, that's Charlie Griffiths. G R I I T H S. Thank you. Thank you for adding the S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I almost stumbled over that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ray, go ahead. Yeah, I think Ross, Ross as well has been sort of teasing about some of his solo material as well. So, yeah. I think that's really cool, you know, that. that, that members of the band have got the opportunity to kind of take a step out for a minute and, and, and work on their own things too um, and showcase what they can do when it, when it's just them. Um, and I think it will, it will lead to, you know, completely different sounds. I mean, I've obviously been listening to clips of Charlie's stuff and it's as, it's as heavy as you'd expect because Charlie's just the ultimate metalhead. Um, yeah, I've, heard, I've had the pleasure of, listening to Ross's solo stuff as well. And it, yeah. again, it's kind of, I mean, it's completely different, polar opposite, sounding amazing. Oh, it's great. Yeah, he's, Ross has written this album, which, you know, it's not for us to say, but um, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let him yeah. announce all that, but it's, uh, yeah. Well, that, yeah. And that's wonderful, though, because then you guys have that opportunity to to blend all of these these new angles, these new influences into something down the road. And what do you, what do you think you foresee happening? Is it, are you going to keep that momentum really in the terms of it's going to sound a lot like vector and virus, or are you got to go off a spin off in a whole new direction and uh, bring all these new influences in and sound yeah. like uh, somebody a little bit different? Uh, I don't know. That's not, it doesn't really feel like that's a conscious decision that we make you know it was it was mm -hmm. just like you just start writing some ideas and sharing them and you know sometimes an idea takes flight and everyone kind of gets excited by it and joins in and 
and it becomes a song, you know, and sometimes an idea just sort of falls by the wayside and it doesn't have that kind of, uh, you know, it's just like, you just feel it in your gut, you know, this is really cool. Or, right. you know, it's, like, it's not like, oh, we have to do a song in this style now. And then it's, uh, it's mm. just, it just, it just all comes from the gut. Yeah. So you know, we don't really know mm. either, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You have to kind of get a certain sort of percentage of the way through the writing process, I suppose, before it really becomes clear what the direction is rather than just setting the direction right from the beginning. Um, but then once you kind of have that, you know, that thing to aim towards that concept or whatever it may be, it definitely really helps with the direction and, you know, allows you, allows you to sort of create much more cohesive music and kind of all be on the same page creatively with what, what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's fun that's the fun of it you know it's like it's that you don't know you know it's, it's kind of discovering it's like unwrapping a, a christmas present you know it's like uh, you don't know what it's going to be yeah i like it so you know yeah, it's fun yeah so touching back again and, and i was curious because as you said we were talking about wrapping up the story of the cockroach king and you know going back you know in and of itself you know, as as big as Virus and Vector have been, Mountain the Mountain was also a really big album for you guys. That was a bit of a breakthrough into the prog world. I mean, even the prog reports got the got a book out where you're one of the album covers featured on yeah, the, yeah. the book cover, at least on the advertising. So Sorry. obviously that was a big deal. What do you think it is uh, with an album with so many solid songs on it? What do you think it was about the Cockroach King? that resonated with people to the extent that it's become this this favorite and and they basically said we need to hear more about this and we want a story behind this <laughs> um i don't know i think that song really just became it was it was i suppose like a sound that people weren't hearing at that kind of period of time you know like we're we're huge gentle giant fans and uh, you know, even at the time, they weren't that big a prog band. It was, um, you know, they got kind of overtaken by the Genesis and Yes and all that. You know, the big names. But um, you know, we've kind of always been fans of Gentle Giant, the kind of the underdog band. You know, yeah, so. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, and they did all those counterpoint vocal harmonies and these really intricate parts and. It was just something we wanted to have a go at doing, you know, just because, you know, when you see Gentle Giant videos, it looks like they're having the best fun you could possibly have. And it's just like, yeah, we, let's do that. And yeah. it's great. You know, um, uh, so I suppose it was just partly that. It was just like that sound. People, it wasn't kind of like a, a thing people were doing at the time yeah. and probably still not. I don't know. I don't really hear that much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, as as Charlie says, like we're all huge, huge gentle giant fans. I think there's a kind of humour within the music. It it kind of perhaps doesn't take itself too seriously. It's sort of over the top and quirky a lot of the time. And um, you know, I think it's just music that puts a smile on people's faces and and has enough to it to kind of have this sort of catchiness, um, despite being you know, a bit complex and having such a sort of long song form and arrangement, there's, there's still these parts that just hook listeners in and, and, and make them want more of it. So Yeah, and also like the subject matter of it is quite dark as well. So it's like, it's like a sort of the opposite of how the music sounds, you know, it's like a, it's about greed and, uh, you know, and, uh, corruption, 
and those kind of subjects kind of thing. And it was just like, um, you know, this character, the Cockroach King, was like, uh, uh, you know, he was at the top of the ladder uh, politically or whatever. Um, but obviously it was, it was like inside, he was just like this, he was like rotten to the core right. kind of guy, you know. Um, um, so, yeah, it was just, it was like an interesting character i suppose that we we kind of thought oh we could do something more with this and it's like a uh we had this idea of it being you know what if it was you know you know you could if you think of the image of the cockroach king it could you know 10 different people would kind of describe it in 10 different ways it could be like a kind of half man half cockroach type thing or it could be like a a businessman or it could be you know whatever you know everyone would have a different description so it was we kind of like explored all those kind of different ideas through these two two (laughs) yeah Yeah. i know who i envision and and he's orange and has bad hair right yeah 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 all i'll say about that yeah yeah (laughs) but um and and it really is i mean for me you guys have your own unique sound that is unmistakably haken like there's no way anybody's confusing you with somebody else and this song is kind of extra hakenish it is that much more unique which at least is what resonated with me it's like this is a song that sticks with you because of its uniqueness and you mentioned uniqueness you mentioned videos so you know that's where i'm going to come up with the question muppets how did muppets get involved with the video and I understand, uh, if I'm not mistaken, my memory, I'm going to check here. Charlie, you built the Muppets, didn't you? Mm-hmm. That's an impressive yeah. skill set you've got there in addition yeah. to the guitar. <laughs> Two things. Two things, yeah. Guitar and Muppets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just like, uh, I mean, that that was like a homemade video, really. Yeah. It was like a, I, don't, I think at that point, we we never really had a video properly um my memory fails me but uh we we kind of needed a a music video and um it was that particular time of year i think it was that we needed to do it everybody in the band was on vacation Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was it was like this kind of really unusual kind of moment where it was like i think like uh, rich was where was he like in Himalayas or something like that. I don't know. Okay. It was just like, yeah, it's like nobody was available. So it was like, well, the only thing we could do is make the band. Yeah. Out of foam and felt. Head <laughs> to Amazon and buy a build your own band kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's all. I just kind of Googled uh, how, how to make a Muppet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I came up, I found like lots of interviews with the, the Muppeteers, you know, like Dave Goals and Jim Henson, and they, they would actually describing in there like how, what the actual material they used and <laughs> this particular type of stitch they used to hide the seams and stuff. I got really into it, and uh, yeah, I was I was like cutting up foam footballs. And <laughs> that is impressive. And sewing and stuff. Yeah, it came out in. It was like um, just fun, you know, yeah. something to do. <laughs> 
Well, you certainly yeah. contributed <laughs> your part to making a unique song even more unique. Because like yeah. I said, I, I think something triggered me. To, I don't watch videos very often. I'm never mm. much looking for them, at least in terms unless I find them when I'm looking for a song. Mm-hmm. And I, I think at some point in time, somebody, I read something somewhere about the, the Cockroach King video. And I had to look it up and I, I just started watching and went, holy smokes. What is happening here? <laughs> it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. So that Thank was, you, yeah. you know, yeah. like I, I think that helps make the whole thing even that much more memorable. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You, you don't want to take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. That's us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially when when the song sounds how it does. I mean, that video just sort of accompanies it perfectly. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny seeing like, little little clips and photos, kind of almost behind the scenes of just Charlie lying on the floor, trying to operate this puppet. <laughs> So I understand other big news for you guys. Uh, there's just been a couple of vinyl reissues. Yes. Some things that have yes, uh, gotten finally. put out. What prompted those? What made the decision to uh, release some some of your older stuff on vinyl again? Oh, well, it was like um, the, well, the Mountain uh, album, as you, as you uh, said earlier on, was like a pretty much of a breakthrough album for us. And it was... Uh, Something I think by the time people were more and more people had heard about us, the that run of vinyls had sold out like long long ago, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, and so it was just one of those things, one of those questions we got asked every day mm-hmm. on various social media and at shows. You know, people every day would ask about where can I get the mountain on vinyl because it's like hundred dollars on discogs. Right. <laughs> so yeah it's something we've been wanting to do for a long time and it's just um you know all these kind of decisions are ultimately up to the label inside out you know so it's like uh i guess like they have uh you know lots of stuff on their plate so it's uh you know it's just it it took a pandemic to kind of get around to it really and make it happen you know it kind of cleared cleared the way (laughs) i suppose enough for that. Yeah, I've actually got them. This is not a video interview, is it? But I've got them. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, look at that. Look, I actually have them. Wow. For the first time nice. myself, I I never even had the vinyl. Oh, okay. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. What's well, about time you support re- the band a little? I don't have a record player either, so oh. actually, all, all all my vinyls will remain will remain sealed. Oh, nice. For uh, for eternity, forever, <laughs> probably. Yeah. What's the phrase yeah, among collectors? New in package. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll remember that <laughs> for the future. Yeah. But yeah, it's great to have them, have them out again. And, uh, you know, so people can enjoy the, all the artwork and mm-hmm. the beautiful packaging that um, our, our friends at Black Lake Design that we've been working with since the mountain. Um, mm-hmm. They've done all our, rele- all our releases and they always knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. With the booklets and all the all the stuff inside that you don't really get to see anymore, you know, unless you buy the physical copy. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> it's it's not. I guess it's it's a fun thing. Yeah, as you said, kind of a, a nice collector's thing. There's like I don't even know how many color variants there are, but it's kind of like a Pokemon collect them all situation for some fans, I think, which is yeah, which is which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, what colours have you got there, Charlie? Uh, this is a, a yellow and red splatter nice. of the mountain. 
Yes, I saw the pictures of those. Those are gorgeous looking albums. I mean, the, the vinyl colors yeah. they come out with these days is so different from anything I grew up with. Granted, yeah. I'm a touch yeah. older than you guys, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's just like, uh, they just kind of nailed it, didn't they? Back in the day with like the 12-inch sleeve and everything, it's just like, it's just how artwork should be enjoyed. Mm. Um, it's, they're just, it's just, they're just great to have and hold and mm-hmm. look through or keep sealed in my, in my case. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I do miss the physical <laughs> attributes of music from back in the day, you know, coming home with it, putting it on and just reading all the liner notes and the lyrics, if they had them and things like that. I've, I've learned a lot from liner notes actually. <laughs> over the years. Yeah. Yeah. It's all part of the experience, isn't it? It's, uh, it's been, it's been lost, but sadly yeah. with streaming and, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, but I think, you know, streaming is obviously a great thing. You know, I use it all the time. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really go out and buy records uh, unless it's like, I mean, I, I look at it as a try before you buy a thing, right? If you like really are listening to something a lot on Spotify or Apple Music, then yeah, you, you should buy it as well because those artists aren't getting anything from spotify <laughs> like yeah. yeah that's the yeah, big thing i mean that's how we support the artists right is, is, yeah. is buying their product and seeing you guys on tour i think tour is primarily touring is where folks are normally getting most of their income at this point in time is that about right for you guys as well exactly yeah yeah, yeah uh... which kind of sucks because we're not on tour yeah <laughs> yeah that is the downside so you end up in some ways getting creative um with the merchandising so to speak to figure out okay how do you how do you fit it in and make ends meet until we're allowed out again until we can go out and play yeah yeah and you know of course like we're we're kind of all kind of uh you know got some kind of musical education as well in our in our brains so we also can use that as well i know like ray does a lot of teaching mm-hmm. um on not just drums i think i don't know how i'm speaking for him but <laughs> I guess I've taught a few other things in my time. <laughs> you could teach any. You could teach any instrument. Any instrument, guaranteed. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I do a lot of kind of Zoom guitar lessons. Rich does a lot of lessons. You know, every, everyone's kind of available for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to learn the minor pentatonic scale, raise your man. Well, I I certainly knew coming in that that Ray was a multi-instrumentalist because I I probably saw, again, when I had the opportunity to see it online and see some liner notes, uh, he has that very rare for any rock band, but especially also for a prog rock band, uh, that rare credit for tuba. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You don't see that very much in rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what, what, where, where do you begin with the tuba? I mean, it's just a, just a big old silly instrument. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, I've, I've play, played played a little bit of tuba on a couple of Haken things. Um, I was I was uh, I guess for many years kind of consider myself actually a more sort of uh, able tuba player than a drummer, to be quite honest. Um, and uh, it's only kind of more recently since Haken has been so active and, and been so busy and soaring and the tube has kind of taken a little bit more of a backseat and it's given me a bit more opportunity to really push myself with my drumming. Wow. <laughs> and I but, that whole, but that whole thing like of like uh, Ray's classical training and uh, that, 
that was like quite uh, important to the, Hake, the early Haken days as well, because like where where Ray studied um, mm-hmm. in, uh, this sort of prestigious school in London, um, where all you know all the all the best. I don't know if you want to say where it was, but I'll leave up to you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, well, it's the, the the Guildhall School of Music. It's it's not one of the royal schools, but it is. I mean, it, it more or less is kind of yeah. One of those kind of level. Yeah, but we used to go in you know, on a Sunday. We used to go into the basement and use the re- like the rehearsal rooms, and that was where we wrote and jammed through Aquarius and Visions and and, and the Mountain maybe as well. Yeah, yeah, we were working on the Mountain there as well. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was a re- that was like an amazing place place to be. Mm. But on a, on a Sunday, sometimes you'd have um, the London Symphony Orchestra. Up, up in the big room upstairs rehearsing and it, yep. it would just be like sometime you know I'd just sort of go up there and just stand outside and they'd be playing Jurassic Park uh. or Jaws or Indiana Jones themes and it's just like oh my god like this is like this is the band that played that <laughs> like on the on the movie you know and it's just it's not just like a, you know it was like hearing the Beatles <laughs> like playing Abbey Road you know but uh, it was like it was like mind blowing, really, to hear yeah. that stuff. Yeah, no. it's definitely yeah, definitely a very sort of inspirational environment to to be in. So, yeah. uh, and uh, definitely also quite a foreign space for a progressive metal band to be yeah. Yeah. creating. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you'd hear all this incredible musicianship and these amazing. You know, we'd go back down and play some uh, rock music yeah. down in the basement. <laughs> Hey, if it's progressive, everything goes. Anything, yeah, everything yeah. goes. So, you know, and I think that infused itself into your music as well at times because it's, you know, it's no, you're not playing 4 4 time most of the time. It's not simple, straightforward. It's, yeah, it's, it's got true. that level of it's complexity true, yeah. that keeps yeah. my brain challenged just listening to all the parts, which I try to do at once. And, uh, you know, that's what I love about what you guys do is, is that ability to come up with something that's original and and unique sounding and blend in these various elements so i you know hearing you talk about what you're digging into now and your solo uh, little side projects during the pandemic really gives me a lot of excitement for what comes next yeah me too yeah i think uh i think we're all feeling that as well it's like we're excited to see what comes next after this kind of uh, it's almost like we've had a little kind of breather mm-hmm. from normal life and it's uh and it's going to be interesting to you know see what effect that has on on us creatively yeah for sure absolutely and also i mean you know as as i think it's kind of looking like sort of internationally things are starting to relax a little bit some aspect of live music is kind of wanting to return Mm. back to how it was and um we're we're certainly sort of discussing touring plans for the future um and we're we're gonna sort of get in there as as soon as we can really yeah as as soon as that door opens we'll be straight through i can imagine it's going to be a jam door (laughs) (laughs) that's true we won't be straight through at all we'll be right at the back of the queue because we'll be I, I did notice, and I, I don't know what became of this, and if it went any further, winter came along. So I imagine, you know, when it got cold enough, it probably stopped. But I know up Newcastle Way, they had 
Uh, they were experimenting with an outdoor venue with these little platforms and everybody distanced and all that. I don't know if that uh, if there are plans for that to continue, if you guys are aware or, or looked into something like that. I didn't hear about that specifically. One one thing that I did see go ahead quite quite recently was I think the audience were all in orbs, like big plastic balls. And then the and, and it was kind of a big outdoor venue. I can't remember who the band was, but it was a fairly big event. Mm. Um yeah, I mean, there's been all sorts of kind of innovation, hasn't there, over the last year in terms of trying to replicate live performance in whatever way possible. Yeah, I saw the orbs. It looked like little, uh, or not little, looked like big hamster wheels that everybody yeah. was in. Yeah, was it, I want to say, it was, was it Flaming Lips? I want to say that. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. it was Flaming Lips. Yeah, yeah, that does ring a bell. Yeah, everyone was in those big balls, hamster balls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which I think they should probably just keep doing, regardless of... Uh... It has potential. <laughs> it's nice to have your own space at a concert, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. right? The, the OCD crowd would love it. Yeah. The dermaphobes. Yeah, yeah, just don't keep loose change in your pockets, probably. That's it. That's yeah. Good and badly. <laughs> so... So looking ahead then, I guess, I mean, uh, you guys have achieved a lot in the last 10 years. You, you've cranked out a number of albums, all of which have been very, very well received up up to including, again, Virus was falling in top one, two, three of every list I saw last year. Um, yeah. Like that, that's, yeah. that's no small thing. And you know, the prog rock crowd can be eh, a little picky at times. So obviously you've won them over. You, you've, you've quote-unquote arrived but in your minds what do you what do you see besides getting out and playing out live again what do you see as as the next goal what do you think would be in your mind the next achievement for Haken hmm. man that's tough <laughs> that's tough <laughs> I mean I guess we, yeah we, we, we do just want to keep riding on the wave that we're on and, and hope that the pandemic doesn't or won't end up having disrupted that at all. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, to me anyway, and I think to the others, it does feel like we're still relatively early days and we've still got a lot we want to do and achieve. But I guess for the most part, that, that does involve kind of, I guess, sp spreading further across the world as well in terms of the shows we've played. There's still territories that we still haven't gone anywhere near mm. that we'd love to hit. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Charlie. What do you think? Yeah, I was just thinking. Yeah, like I don't know. Just personally, like a, it'd be really cool to one day play uh, Hammersmith Odeon. That's a big or one. Hammersmith, Hammersmith Apollo. Because that that was like when growing up, that was where I saw my favorite bands, and it's just like a yeah, that'd be a great bucket list to kick across the room. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Royal Albert Hall. How about that one? Yeah, that's a that's a that's that one as well, but. That seems yeah, I've to be been a hard there. One. Yeah, I don't know. But this is—I wouldn't, wouldn't turn it down. Wouldn't turn it down. But the Hammersmith is bigger, I think. Yes. Oh yeah, Ray's done that one. Ray's done that one. Oh no, kidding. <laughs> was that 
No, I was going to say, I was, I was going to ask if that was when you toured with Mike Portnoy, but I'm sure he didn't let you play anything because he plays all the drums <laughs> everywhere. <Yeah. laughs> he, did, he did once or twice. They, 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 did, they did a few, ended up doing a few shows that kind of crossed paths with Haken to some extent, or, you know, we happened to be in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, but the other guys obviously were in the same place at the same time. Um, yeah, I got to, I got to, got to play briefly a couple of those shows which is kind of surreal especially because i had the honor of actually playing on mike's kit which was yeah. just bizarre i couldn't couldn't believe that it was even real yeah, <laughs> Honestly. yeah. yeah it's yeah, it it, fun it, yeah that was like he was mike was singing and you were playing drums on that song yeah yeah I think it was a bit strange for Mike as well, right? Because he yeah. he's never really been the the sort of front man of a band. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in, in many senses he has, but never actually been out front with the mic. And he's so shy as well, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's pretty much the, the, the dream of all drummers, right? To be the front man once in a while, unless you're Phil Collins or Don Henley. Right, yeah, yeah. that's right. He did a Phil Collins, that's it. Unless you're yeah, one of those guys, you're sitting behind the kit, nobody can see you very much, and, and you're beating away the drums. Yeah, which, yeah, actually, I sort of saw Phil Collins a couple of years ago live, and it was unbelievably good. Wow. It was so amazing, yeah. Yeah, I'm disappointed was, to say I've never caught him. Oh, man. Same. Incredible. Incredible. And I like, I mean, like, um, Genesis was supposed to play uh, in the UK already, but obviously with the pandemic, it got delayed. So hopefully that'll still happen. Uh, yeah. God that'd, willing. Be, that'd be great. Yeah. I hope so. All right. So, so real yeah, quick, so that's, that, oh, go ahead. that's the next thing. Yes. That, that'd be the next goal. See, uh, See Genesis. See Genesis. Yes, that is. <laughs> you know, we probably should all do that. I've missed that in my life, and I certainly would love to see them. I need to get around to that as well. So you, yeah. you know what? You just helped me add something to my bucket list. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Good. Good. All right. So uh, wrapping up quickly, we talked about the vinyls. If, if memory serves, those are available at, at your website, right? Yeah, I mean, I think they're available for many, many websites because there's mm-hmm. so many different different colors and I think there's certain ones available in the US, certain ones available in Europe. But essentially, yeah, if you visit our website or our social media, you'll find a link that basically gives you all the other links. Yeah, it's, there's so many. Yeah, it's hard to... It's like Inside Out have their own store and then there's... Mm-hmm. I don't even know. At least Can't on your website, you get the spiffy T-shirt like I'm wearing. Right, very yeah. nice vector yeah, uh, Japan tour shirt. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's I, I. The colors just I like the colors especially because that nice red, white, black is somehow in my mind classic rock and roll. Yeah, man. Like, it's like Van Halen's guitar. A- exactly. That's why. Right. That's why. <laughs> I notice in your background there on one side I see fifty one fifty, on the other side I see EVH, and I'm another sitting there thinking sounds like a yeah. sounds like a definite uh, Van Halen fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, these amps are just like. I mean, this this one on this side is like a one of the early ones, right? The PV fifty one fifty, which is like, you know, obviously like Van Halen designed it for his own thing, but then it, it sort of uh, metal producers quickly realized actually this is the best amp ever made for metal. <laughs> and so, like a lot of albums through the nineties and the two thousands, it's that it's that amp. Yeah. And um, yeah, and the one. On my, over my other shoulder is the is the latest iteration, okay. the 5150 Mark III. A little bit of an overlooked yeah. aspect of uh, Eddie's contribution to the world of rock and roll. 
Oh man, yeah, that sound that he he invented that. You know? Yeah, it's uh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's still the best guitar sound ever. I, I can't argue with the air. <laughs> I have no argument against that. <laughs> so, all right, gentlemen, uh, that's what I've got for you, and I really appreciate you coming on and on board and 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 being a part of Bleeding Edge. You guys are absolutely one of the key bands this show is founded on. Uh, frequent play pretty much almost weekly unless I get to the point where I feel like boy I'm just pushing them so hard I gotta give people a break just for a week so they remember how yeah. much they miss them when I play them <laughs> next time no so, it's good it's good psychology absolutely yeah. <laughs> you gotta know how to rope them in and pull them back from week to week and uh, so you're, you're being manipulated people yes <laughs> I, I, I make no bones about that I make this guy no actually worked for Skynet by the way <laughs> <laughs> I already said I was going to surrender to them, so why not? I'm, I'm an agent. But I, I do thank you very much. I appreciate your patience through the technical difficulties as well. That was very We're used to it. We're yeah. used to it. Right. Yeah, so. no worries. Thanks for having us. It's nice to kind of see and talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> right. What, what the capacity. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I hope things are opening up there very soon, both for you and for me. London and the UK has been pretty much an annual trip for me for the last seven years. I really miss it. And I need to get back. You know, I've never been a person who's loved big cities, but I fell in love with London first trip there. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any particular area you you know like you visit or is it just what's the park perhaps yeah <laughs> yeah man yeah a little bit yeah, i yeah, get around um I, I i am on a on a uh one of my bucket list things is, is to work on seeing as many of the pubs as i can nice. last trip there was to hit as many of the most historic pubs i could find my way into oh yeah uh my daughter came yeah. along with me so you know ye old miter old chester cheese mm. um, the black fryer you know, oh, yeah. well, what's the one we went to, Rain? Um, where we had to, we were rehearsing somewhere, is it? Oh, yeah, the Mayflower, the Mayflower, yeah, the Mayflower yeah. over in Rotherhide. Yeah, that's, that's a really that's a really nice pub and really old. Yeah, it's kind of outside of the center, but definitely worth a visit. Yeah, amazing yeah. pub. I've they heard about great. that one, I'm pretty certain. So it's it's kind of there on the list. I think it depended on how far I felt I was able to walk. Yeah, they, they do a great Sunday, Sunday lunch. Ooh. We do like that. We are fond of the English breakfast. You folks do breakfast very well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, and we have a Thanksgiving dinner every Sunday. Oh, nice. Over here. So that's, yeah, it. Really? that's just, we just call it Sunday lunch. Sunday lunch. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I, like the, I like that line of thinking. I like that. Yeah, so we, come, we were there for, when we were ever there for Thanksgiving, we sort of, have a, we get given like this meal and it's like oh this is just Sunday lunch yeah so. excellent alright I'm going to keep that in mind and I know I know what to look for when I'm there next time on a Sunday alright well thank you again guys I really appreciate it uh, hope to Thanks talk to you us. again sometime in the future hope to be seeing you live again sometime in the in the not too distant future as well and I certainly look forward to everything you guys have planned in the future Charlie will be looking out for that solo album tell Ross I'm going to be looking out for his do you have an expectation when those might be released I think sometime this year this year um, okay yeah excellent that's all I know all right. <laughs> I, I, I've got my eye on you. I'll be looking out for it, and I will try to follow along as you're putting it all together. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Gentlemen, Appreciate thank that. you very much. You take care. Be good. You Have too. Fun. Thanks a lot. Cheers. You're welcome. Bye. Cheers. Take care. 
And there you have it, Charlie Griffiths and Ray Hearn of Haken. Gentlemen that they were, I didn't mention in the intro that they were even kind enough to stick around online in the Zoom meeting for about 15 minutes while we had technical difficulties at the station with a wayward keyboard that suddenly decided that the letter T was in uh, much need at the moment and just got stuck and we had to reboot the computer and wait for everything to get back online and zoom back into the meeting. And there they were, gentlemen, waiting for me. Very kind of them, and I do deeply appreciate that. Just shows you how nice of guys they really are. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode of Bleeding Edge Interviews. Hope to see you again, and hope to see you again during the show. Remember, ToxicRadio.net or Toxic Radio, the free app. You'll catch the show Saturdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you. Super Dave signing off.